What's going on, Spooky fans? It is your chillin' host, Ruben. And you're all demons. Hi, I'm Quinn! <laughs> nice! That was a little uh, a little glimpse of to the movie that we saw today. Uh, do we have any news or anything like that, or do you want to cover the news later? Uh, do we have news? I don't know if we have news. I don't think we have news. I don't think so. No? No? Okay, cool. Well, this movie, uh, or this week's movie, was my pick this week, and it's actually a movie that I personally have never seen, but a lot of people have told me about, so I wanted to really check it out. Um, the movie was called Frailty. Frailty. Yes. Have you ever seen this movie, Quincy? Once a long time ago, like right after it first came out. Really? Yes. Okay. I, I have never even heard of this movie or even don't remember it at all when it came out. And was I working at Blockbuster then? No. No, I wasn't. Wait, was I? When this movie came out, you weren't yeah. even old enough to work legally yet. It came out in 2002. Yeah, Weird. no, old well, two thousand one. Okay, so I was barely. I was no, I was in high school. Middle school. Okay, okay, yeah, middle school. Okay, then yeah, no, I never even saw this movie. <laughs> um, but this movie was actually recommended to me by a lot of my friends, and it is like a psychological horror thriller. Movie. Yes, it's, um, it's definitely a, yeah, definitely a psychological horror movie. It comes off as very thriller. straightforward. Yeah, and then boom, just. Just uh, twister roomies. Just twister roomies. Um, so with this one, spooky fans, if you haven't seen it, I do recommend kind of watching the movie because there is, like I said, with this one, there's a lot of spoilers if you haven't watched it. Um, we saw it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So if you have it on there, check it out. It is free right now for Prime members. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump right into the movie, I guess. Also, want to start off from the oh, very yeah. beginning. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He, I forgot. He died. Yeah. Um, well, this movie was actually um, directed by Bill Paxton. Yes, I yeah. saw that in the credits. I was like, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he actually directed it, too, and starring Bill Paxton. Um, but the way the movie starts off is we actually have a, a screenshot of the FBI building in Dallas. Yes. And so we have this uh, this officer comes in, or this uh, FBI agent. Uh, his name's uh, Agent Wesley. Doyle. Yeah, Wesley Doyle. Mm-hmm. And they tell him that he's got a person in his office waiting because he has information in regards to this great serial killer called the God's Hand Killer. Yes. And he goes in there and he's like, yeah, you have information for me. What's going on? Like, tell me all about it. And lo and behold, the uh, the person that's in the office is none other than Matthew McConaughey. You know, right, but, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so he tells him, he's like, yeah, you know, are you the, the lead investigator? I have information in regards to the to the God's Hand Killer that you've been searching for and stuff like that. And Agent Doyle's like, okay, well, why should I believe you? And he's like, oh, because it's my brother. The killer is my brother. And he's like, all right, start telling me the story. And um, Matthew McConaughey starts telling you the story of uh, what happened whenever he was a kid. So um, he lived in a, in a town not far from Dallas, uh, Turnbeck, Turnbeck, Turn, something like that. Um, and he, uh, him, his brother, and his father, uh, all lived together. His mother died while giving birth to his brother, Adam. Yes. That he talks about. And, um, oh, sorry, folks. Sorry, spooky fans. His name is Fenton. Fenton. Uh, in the movie, you know. So his name is, uh, Fenton Meeks. And, um, the, 
the agent is like, okay, yeah, sure. Let me go ahead and let me go get a cup of coffee. And he goes to go check his, his story out because he's like, yeah, hey, this is what's going on. I live here. This is all the stuff. I can show you the bodies. I can show you everything. So he calls the sheriff's department there in, uh, in Turnback and they're like, yeah, um, he just stole an ambulance and his brother's body and, and his we, haven't body, seen and him. we haven't seen him, you know, all this stuff. And so they pretty much incorporate his story that he's telling the agent. So the agent's like, all right, cool. I'm semi believing you now. All right. So, and, um, so that's when, uh, Fenton, Matthew McConaughey's character was like, okay, well, let me tell you how that all began. So, um, like I said, my, his mom was, um, Killed at birth uh, when giving uh, birth to his brother, Adam. And it was just him, his dad, and his other brother. And one night, his dad gets a vision from an angel telling him that he has to rid the world of demons. Okay? Demons that only he and his chosen people can see. Yep. Everyone. If someone comes up to you and says... God told me that there's demons, or God told me this, and you have to believe me. Don't do it. They're probably crazy. Hey, uh, yeah. If someone tells Very you it's true. a I mean, vision it's, it's, from God, I'm, you know, blessings or whatever, don't believe them. You're probably going to get chopped up. <laughs> yeah, probably. And so Fenton is like, mm, are you sure? Maybe it was just a dream. Maybe it was the too many beers you had before dinner and stuff like that. But Adam is like full-heartedly, oh, yeah, that's right. Nope, that, my dad can see demons, and he's the demon slayer and all this stuff now. And um, the dad, which is played by Bill Paxton, um, he's telling the kids that, hey, you know, um, the angel told me that we have to find three weapons that, can, uh, that will help us... Uh, Fight off the demons and... The only weapons we can use to the fight only, these demons yeah, will we find. The only ones because these are what the God has given us to, uh, to fight the demons. And there are seven people that, that the angel has said. There's seven demons. Yeah. yeah, well, we haven't gotten to that part yet. But yes, there's uh, the angels will tell him that they, he's going to get a list uh, mm-hmm. from God later on in uh, from this. But first he has to find the, the weapons. He has to find the, the weapons to make sure that then he gets his list so he doesn't accidentally kill the wrong person stuff. Right. So he ends up finding um, the weapons, the, the magical weapons. First two were kind of, okay, I, I see that. Yeah. Those might be divinely blessed. But yeah. then the third weapon was just a piece of pipe. Yeah, they didn't even really explain. So the first two weapons, are the first two magical items, the dad's driving down the road. And you know how like the how the, the the clouds break and it's just that one ray of of sunlight that comes through and you're like oh, okay uh, oh perfect example you know that that meme that uh, a lot of people write and it's like the cat just sitting in the the sunbeam the sunbeam it's like that cat has a quest for me or something yes it was like that and it overshot a barn and that's whenever the dad goes there and he finds a pair of gloves and it, okay and this is what's weird too it's an abandoned barn was it abandoned though or did he just straight up steal an axe i don't know i mean whenever he drives past the property the barn looked all dilapidated everything looked there was no other house there i didn't i didn't see anything True. and then you know and but lo and behold there's an axe there that says otis o t i s which i really didn't know any significance on that one i i don't do you no. No? Okay, yeah, I was like, I really wasn't sure about anything on that. But, uh, he find what? Maybe Otis is short for only those I seek. I, maybe. I'm so 
freaking smart. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. I don't know. That That's super interesting. I'm going to have to look that up a little bit more in a little later Because if you on. notice how the axe is used throughout the film, mm-hmm. huh, huh. Yeah. No, very true. Because all the weapons have a specific use, we yeah. find out. So. Yeah. No, that is. Okay. No, I'll, I'll bite that. And then, um, so after that, he after the dad, uh, Bill Paxton, finds all of the weapons, he brings them back to the house, and Fenton is still like, Dad, you're crazy. Like, you, like are you sure there's nothing wrong with your head, Pop? Dad, like, we this need to go do this. Pipe. And he's like, no, this is the will of God. You have to have faith. You have to have all this stuff. And Fenton's like, no, you're killing people. This is wrong and stuff. We're going to kill people. Um, Fenton doesn't think that his dad's actually going to go through with it or not. But a week later after he gets the list and everything, and he's writing down people's names that he doesn't even know, apparently. Yeah. Like he doesn't know or anything like that. Or they're a town, a town away, a hop, skip, and a jump across the the lake kind of thing and he brings home this the first victim and he says that the he understands now what all of the the items are for he has a a metal pipe to knock the people knock the demons out yeah to incapacitate uh, yeah to incapacitate them gloves so he doesn't uh he's not overwhelmed by seeing their sins when touching them because that's why. He, so that's the only way you can see that they are demons and their sins is by touching them with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. He's like a... He's like... An empath? He's like rogue, but for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And he would rogue see... Rogue from X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. No, I got that reference. <laughs> but yeah. And so whenever he would touch uh, anybody, he would see if they were a good person or a bad person or a demon, if they had any sins and stuff. And so... And then the axe to, to smite them down and destroy them. As he would say, not kill them. Yes, he doesn't kill people. No, he doesn't he kill people. He destroys demons. demons. So he has the this lady there. Um, I forgot her name. I don't remember, but she looked like a nurse. Yeah, she did. Um, and he goes to touch her on her forehead. And, of course, the only thing you see at this scene is like him shaking and like, Oh, my God, I saw everything. Yeah. I saw everything. He like I know like one exactly. of those snake preachers. Yeah, like I know exactly what happened. And of course, Fen's over there in the corner like, yeah, whatever, you're freaking insane. Yeah, I can see too. I can see you're fucking crazy, sir. Yeah. And Adam, uh, his younger brother, is there and he's like, yep, I see it too. Like, praise God, yep. everything like praise that. Praise me. Yeah, praise it all, you know. And so Under his eye. You're like, okay, this kid's starting to get brainwashed or something, you know. Because he just looks like a... A little kid that wants to fit in. Like, he's going to believe whatever you tell him. That's exactly you what know? it is. And so that's when the dad's like, nope, I am I have to destroy you. And he ends up killing the first victim. Okay? I'm going to say victims because, I mean, I don't know. It's not like your typical. Yeah. It's more, like, like I said, this is more of like. Victim. Yeah. It's more of a, a killer story. Than so after, after this first killing, uh, we kind of go back to the FBI office. We, we jump back to present times, and we learn that the victim, there were six victims of the Hand of God killer. And Fenton has, has told the Doyle, hey, I can tell you everything. Yeah. I can show you everything. Let's go. Like, I will take you to... What we find out is Meat, Texas. Meek. Meat. Oh, it, it, oh, it meat. was meat. Like oh, I thought it was of meat. meat. I thought it was Meek, Texas, like M-E-I-K. No, it was meat. Because oh. at, the, at the end of the movie, they show the sheriff station, and it says Meat Sheriff. Which, I mean, that would be the perfect name for a gay bar. 
come on down to the meat sheriff. We got $3 specials, $4 domestics. Uh, so we, he, he brings oh, him God. down to the, to the bottom, to the fresh floor. And he says, right, let's go get in the car. And the Doyle gives him handcuffs and tells him, put them on or I'll put them on for you. Mm-hmm. And they get in the car and they kind of keep talking. Hey, so this is, you're bullshitting me, right? Yeah. And Fenton says, no, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. And he's, he tells his dad over and over again as a kid, it's, it flashes back, you're crazy. Yeah. So really quick, hang on. That scene that you just talked about, too, of, of um, Matthew McConaughey character uh, Fenton putting the, the handcuffs on mm-hmm. is actually something super important that I, I noticed. And you're giving me those eyes like, what are you talking about? There is nothing important in that one. I will tell you at the end of this podcast. Okay. So keep just, just we're going to put a little pin on that scene. So just remember that, okay? And, and we're going to cover it. Yeah. Oh, I'll remember. Okay. <laughs> I won't remember. You're I have the memory remember. of I know. Fish. I was going to say it. So I'll, I'll remind okay. you for it. Okay. I'll remember handcuffs. We'll see yes. how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he, he talks about how, you know, he wanted to tell somebody, but he couldn't, he was scared of his dad. Of course, you just saw your dad murder someone with Otis Mm -hmm. and he offends his dad. He, he runs away and he goes to the sheriff of the town. Well, no, but for that, um, he ends up, his dad gets another guy, kills another, has another victim. And they're burying them in this rose in the ro- garden. the city rose garden. Yeah, the city rose garden. That's that's right there. Because their house is on the property of the rose garden. It's where the gardeners used yeah. to live. So, so they it's literally just like are- an open field that they have. Well, not like an open field, but a lot of land that they can kind of hide bodies on. Yeah. Which and- this is this was something I was thinking about throughout the movie. Is uh-huh. like. Did people not go to the Rose Garden? I guess not. Maybe since it's like a small town thing, it's like, oh, it's just the Rose Garden. Like, oh, that's your neighborhood Walmart. I beg your pardon. I was promised a Rose Garden when I moved to this town, and we've yet to go. (laughs) Wait, seriously? Like here in... I was like, here in Texas? I was like, wait. I was like, wait, what is that? There's not a Rose Garden. I just had to reference the song. Oh, okay. I'm scatterbrained right now, and I'm trying really hard to concentrate. To focus it? Nice. (laughs) But no. Uh, Yeah, so they have... There, he has a second victim, and he keeps telling Fenton, you have to have faith, you have to have faith, this is why you're not seeing stuff, this is why you know you need to pray and everything. And the dad actually makes Fenton dig a, a pit, a pretty much a hole 10 feet deep. 15 by 15, 15 square. by 15 square. And, and Fenton, as I would have done as a, a teenager, young boy, just gets pissed off about it and hurts himself purposely doing it just to be pissed off some more. Yeah. So he digs without gloves this whole friggin' pit, and his dad's like, here, take some pain medicine. I'm fine, because this kid has the thickest accent, which isn't a North Texas accent at all. BT-dubs. I lived in North Texas. That's not what North Texans sound like. No one said, why? What? That is how oh, everyone nice. North Texas pronounces white. Fight me. Uh, but he digs this hole and his hands are all jacked up. And when he finishes, his dad's like, did you pray? No, no, no I didn't. I didn't Just pray. to spite you, yep. crazy man. Yeah, and he tells him you're insane. You know, you need help and everything. And now the dad ends up pulling a third victim off that's on his list. And did you notice the time frame? So it took Fenton seven days to uh, finish the, the pit. Mm-hmm. And then they had to wait seven days for him to heal because his hands. Yeah. And then he picked up another person another week later. 
So it, it I want to say there's some connection to it. There's something like about the, the timeline. Yeah, yeah, right? I, I think so. I think so too. I'm not sure. But when he when the when um Dad Meeks, uh, Bill Paxton gets Yeah, the, they never name him. They just yeah, call him they, Dad. Yeah, they just call him Dad. Uh gets the first thir- the third victim. He tries to get Fenton to kill him, you know, because he's like, hey, this is another one of those trials. You have to do it. And Fenton then goes like, no, I'm, you know, going to turn you in. Hard I'm, pass. I'm, yeah, hard pass. And he runs and goes, tells the sheriff. And that's where you were, you were talking yes. about right now. So the sheriff is like, okay, I will take you to see these bodies. You're a fine, upstanding young man. And, of course, in every scenario that we know about um, <clears throat> Dahmer... Um, when you go to the police for something crazy like this, sometimes they don't believe you and they say, oh, it's fine. We'll take you back to where you came from because you're just crazy. Mm -hmm. So they bring him back to the house and the sheriff's like, your boy done goofed. Your boy's telling me, he's telling tales out of school. He's telling, he's telling, telling some tall tales. Tall tales. He's some, telling some tall stories t- over there that ain't, that ain't yeah. good stories that the boy should be telling. Uh huh. That's right. And <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> And this Fenton is, this tells is him, the way I talk. I don't understand what, what, what's so funny now. Fenton tells him that it, I can show you where the bodies are. Go into the, the cellar that we built that I dug with my these little baby children hands. I built this basement. Now, boy, you know it, you know it's still wrong to be telling uh, stories like that about Jesus your daddy. Jesus you. It's a lie. That's right. So they go out <laughs> to the shed, and he runs down there, and the guy that they've kidnapped is gone. Mm-hmm. They never really say where the... No, they never say where this guy goes. But Adam's also missing at that that point, too. So, again, it's safe to say that Adam is, like, hiding the body somewhere. Crazy munchkin. Yeah, that kid was was just insane. He was. That that kid was crazy, crazy. too. So, the sheriff is like, well, kid, you lied. I'm leaving. And as he goes up the stairs, Dad meets him at the top and asks him a question. Mm. (laughs) Right in the face. He kills him with an axe. Kills him with the axe. He Otis him. That's why he asked asked him a question. He asked him a question. That was great. And he they make he makes Fenton help him carry the body up and bury it. And he's losing his mind. He's like, "You made me kill this man. I've never Mm -hmm. killed before." And Fenton says, "Yes, you you have. You done been killing. You killed three (laughs) three other people." Here, Pop. Oh, my God. Here you go, killing again. <laughs> I mean, shit, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's Rick and Morty style. Oh, here I go, killing again. So uh-huh. he, he, he's... But, but also, if you kind of notice, he is kind of actually having sincere remorse for killing the sheriff. Yeah, so it's he's like, like... He was a good man. You know, he touched him. He shook his hand and everything like that. And again, So he wasn't a demon. You know, that's, that's the whole point. Like, was he... If the dad was insane and everything, is it all still in his head? But yeah... So he ends up having a lot of actual remorse while in the Rose Garden burying him. Yeah. Burying the, the He's sheriff. like sobbing. And Fenton is like, you have killed so many people. This is not the first. Mm-hmm. You're fucking crazy, yep. sir. And his dad is like, okay, well, let's all just go home. We'll pray about it and everything. We'll I hope you prayed about it. Yeah. Bless your heart. So before they head home, the dad... Kind of walks away from Fenton because he's like, again, having turmoil mm-hmm. about it all. And Adam comes to him and he's like, 
Benton tells Adam, we, we need to leave. We like, gotta go. We, we gotta go. Like, this isn't safe for us. He's gonna hurt us. He's gonna hurt somebody else. We have to go tell someone. And Adam's like, no, that's not, that's not God's will and everything like that. And he goes and tells the dad. So the dad's like, oh, okay, you're trying to stop me. You're trying to stop God's divine plan. And then they end up getting back to the house, and the dad's like, hey, Fenton, come to the, the shed with me really quick. I need to talk to you. And he starts going over pretty much everything. And he's like, hey, I had another vision from the angel. I told the angel to visit you, but he visited me yeah, instead. Yeah, he visited me instead when I prayed, and he told me you're a demon. But I don't believe that. I believe you just haven't had the the will to 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 figure it out. You know, you, your faith just wasn't strong enough. If your name is not Tammy Faye Mesner, nay, Barker, when angels come to visit you, you're having a fucking stroke, okay? <laughs> don't listen to them, especially if they say, hey, your kid's a demon. You should kill them. Don't listen to the angels. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the other thing, too. Okay, the dad keeps touching Fenton. Like, he taps him on the head. He's, you know, grabbing his arm and everything like that. Like, skin is getting in contact, you know? Yeah, and that's like Roke. Like, and why, why aren't you seeing his sins, then, if he's a demon? Yeah, he didn't I, take I, his powers. Yeah. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I love that you still go with that reverence. But while he's going through all this and telling him, and he's like, nope, I'm not going to listen to the angel, though, because I know you and, you know... This is a this is a test for you, and I've shown my my faith to to God's will and everything. But instead, he throws Fenton down the the cellar that he made him dig and locks him up for seven days. Mm-hmm. There's our lucky number seven. There again. Yep. No. At first, he locks him in there for seven days, and oh, he and loses after, count after yeah, seven days. Yeah, he could be in there for weeks. Yeah, and he could he didn't know. He doesn't get food. He only gets a cup of water a day. Yeah, which one Adam cup. sneaks him out. Mm-hmm. And. He's down there for seven days, and he finally tells his he he passes out, and when his dad comes to like rescue him from the ba- from the cellar, he tells him, "Oh, I, Dad, I saw God. I'm I believe everything." <laughs> yeah. Well, before that, he he tells him like the dad tries to open the door, and he's like, "Hey, have you accepted everything? Like, can you see the demons and everything like that?" And he's like, "No, there is no God, Dad. You're insane." And he locks him again in the, in the cellar. But yeah, but that's whenever. They kind of open it up, and Fenton is like, "Okay, I'm doing this. I'm, yeah, I'm full I, hog. Yeah, I'm full hog. I I went insane, and I saw visions and everything like that. And of course, what, what's what's the younger brother say? You get to see God. I didn't get to see God. I only saw demons. That's not fair. And blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. like just like a little little brother sometimes always is. Yes. I mean, I don't remember if I was like that. You probably were. I know I was. Oh yeah, you for sure. You for sure. How rude. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. This episode is over. Stay spooky. Whatever. Uh, but they tell, uh, Fenton tells uh, the dad and the brother, like, hey, you know, I yes, I actually saw God. I saw everything. I believe you. I'm so sorry. It took me this long. You know, I, I don't mean to put a damper on, on the will and, you know, on, on the plan and the divine judgment and all that stuff. And so... They, he rests up for another, like, seven days or whatever days, and they go and try to find another person that's on the list that his dad had. And they find him, and, of course, this guy actually does look like he did something bad. The other people didn't look like they didn't really no, they do anything innocent. bad. They looked normal and stuff like that, but I guess that's, if you look normal sometimes, you're, you can be, I mean... John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. Uh, old boy. Um, old boy. Really? Oh, come on, this man? is right up your alley. Holy shit, yellow bug. He drove a yellow bug. 
Wow. Zach Efron. He drove a yellow bug. I can't remember his name right now. Wow. Ted Bundy. Oh, thank you. Okay, there you go. I was like, there's going to be so many people from my true crime podcast that are like yelling at you right now, probably. Hey, at least I knew details. (laughs) True. He drove a yellow bug. (laughs) And so they go and... They pretty much kidnap this this guy. Well, they tell him. So this is the, this scene I actually do remember from when I watched it. This is the only scene I really remember. Uh huh. Is they go? They tell this guy, "Hey, we have a flat tire. Can you please help us? We don't have our tire iron." And the guy's like, "Yeah, I've got one here in the back." But you know, the guy's like, he's kind of sketchy. They're kind of sketchy. Where's this going? Mm-hmm. And they bring he brings them back to his garage, and Fenton gets kind of out of the way so that he's not, you know, yeah, there. He doesn't want to get blood on his shoes, I guess. Yeah. He knocks something off of the shelf, which makes the guy turn around, and he kind of... Smack him with a tire iron. Yeah, he smacks or, Bill uh, Paxton with a tire iron before Bill Paxton can use the pipe of judgment to knock him out. Mm-hmm. And it kind of injures them. They knock him out. They take him to the car. They're good to go. And they get him down to the basement, and Fenton is given the axe. He's got it, and he's like, all right, I got Otis. I'm about to fuck this demon up. And... When he goes to swing it, he actually swings. And who does he hit, Ruben? He hits the dad. He stabs the dad in the chest with uh, Otis. How to turn tables. Yeah. Because he didn't really see anything. He even says it. He's like, nope. He's like, I had to stop him. uh, Matthew McConaughey, it flashes back to to them at the cop car because they actually get to the Rose uh, the rose place now. Yeah, which the rose is garden overgrown. Where, yeah, which is already overgrown and hard to like walk walk through and everything. And he's like, yeah, and that's whenever I killed my dad, and you know I had to stop him because nobody else was believing me. And the FBI agent Doyle is just like, okay, you know, that's weird. And Matthew, uh, or and then it kind of flashes back to again to that little scene where they're in the in the cellar. Yes, <clears throat> and Adam. Uh, Fenton goes to take the the ma- the duct tape off the guy's mask, as he's watching his dad Bill Paxton die. Adam mm-hmm. is helping him. Yeah, he's and crying and everything like he that. He whispers and... something to Adam while he's dying with the axe in his chest, and Fenton is kind of helping, trying to help the guy to get up. And Adam comes out of nowhere with the axe, and the screen goes black. Yeah. So who did he kill? Did he kill? Did he Fenton? kill Fenton? Did he kill did the he guy? Kill the guy? Did he oh, what? Trip on the axe and kill himself? What? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. <laughs> but it flashes back to... Um, I said no word. It flashes back... To the to present the, day. To the present day, yes, with Agent Doyle and everything else. And Matthew McConaughey tells Agent Doyle that, you know, I promised my brother, Fenton, that I would bury his body here. And Agent Doyle's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang You're on. Fenton. Time out. Why would your brother say that he's going to bury you in this rosebush. And then Matthew McConaughey slowly turns around and he's like, well, it makes sense if I'm Adam. And you're like, whoa, hang on. Is he? Isn't he? Who is he? Who am I? Who are you? I don't know what's going on. My brother and my dad got to see divine angel things and all I got was this shitty personality and childhood drama. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And so Agent Doyle is like, okay, I don't care who you are. We're getting you're, to the bottom of this. We're getting to the bottom of this. I don't care if you're Adam, Fenton, whatever. Dad. Take, take me to the bodies right now. And he takes him over this little hill and he sees, you see, like, I th- what? I think I counted 10? 13. Okay, yeah. I was like, at I, least. I, I only saw about 10, 10 plus. I know for sure. These shallow graves that are everywhere. 
And he says, and well, this is where I killed, this is, this is where Fenton is buried. This is Fenton right here. Yeah. And the sheriff, the, the officer, Agent Doyle, Doyle, Agent Doyle like, says, well, there's he, only six victims. The hand of God only had six victims. And Adam Fenton, Matthew McGonaghy turns around and says, oh, these, I did this. Yeah. These were demons. These aren't, these aren't guys. These aren't people yeah, killed. Th- these are demons. These are demons. Are you, They're destroyed. Why Fenton, are you confused? Fenton. Killed people. Fenton killed people. I didn't kill yeah, people. I didn't These kill are people. demons. These are demons. Duh. Yeah. Like, follow the Get story. Get it together, Agent Doyle. Agent Doyle's like, what? And we have one more flashback scene now that kind of goes back. It's them burying as, their dad. Uh, yeah, them burying their dad. And their dad tells uh, Adam something before he died. And I just figured out now, like, pretty much probably what he told him. Because Matthew McConaughey does say it kind of at the end, but you have to pay attention. Um, they bury the dad and they kind of go through like this whole thing of like when growing up and how, um, Fenton was telling Adam again that, Hey, you were brainwashed. Like I had to do it. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't want to kill our dad, but I had to kill her. He, he was killing people. And Adam's like, I don't understand why you couldn't see him. I could see them. Yeah. Why couldn't and you? And Fenton's like, no, you couldn't stop lying, everything. And it would flash back to the, to the scenes where Bill Paxton would touch the people and kind of be like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. seeing everything. Well, it starts going to scenes of those people actually committing heavy sins. The lady killed a guy. The lady killed a guy. I guess like maybe like prostitution style. And I everything. think she was a. Pro- I think she was a sex worker. Yeah, she was a sex worker, and she killed a guy. Yeah. Um, the other guy was a child predator. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get to see what the other two I think victims were. Yeah, because didn't never really. He never really showed that he touched them, but it does show Adam. Being able to see the same sins as his dad. And that's why he was like, nope, I see them. They are demons. They have committed sins that God has to judge them for. Yeah. And we have to send them to him and stuff. So, and it, it, this, is, this part of the movie, there's lots of kind of flashes. Yeah, it, it does kind of jump back and forth on this. It jumps back to the modern day. And the Agent Doyle is like, well, um, what? Fenton, Adam, Adam, I guess now. We yeah, know we're, Adam. yeah, we know for a fact it's Adam. Kind of, it's like, well, can I get these off? Like, well, can I get these handcuffs off? Can I, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And the sheriff looks at him and says, I just know you were murdered and son of a bitch. Pulls a gun out. Mm-hmm. I keep calling him sheriff. He's an agent. He's an agent. There's a reason you're wanting to call him sheriff, and we'll get to that part as well. Okay. In, in a few moments, because it's, it's coming up. So he tries, he's going to shoot Matthew McConaughey's character, Adam, and Adam kind of headbutts him, kind of jostles him out of position and puts his hands on him. Mm -hmm. And throughout the movie, we've heard from the sheriff or the agent that his mom was killed by Mm -hmm. a monster. By somebody and and they never found the killer. At this point, I was thinking it was either Adam or Fenton. See, I thought that too. I I thought that too, that he was one of the, the, the victims. Yes. But... Twisteruni, Agent Doyle killed his own mother. Yeah, we end up seeing, we end up having a vision where Matthew McConaughey is seeing. He puts hands on him and sees Agent Doyle killing his own mother. We mm-hmm. don't know why, we don't know for what, but we end up seeing him stab his mom and stuff. And this kind of just drains and takes a toll on him, on Agent Doyle yeah. after it. Kind of like an animorph when they absorb an animal, it knocks them out. Or okay. like when Rogue touches somebody. And yeah, and, and you just like just kind of thank you. I was like, ah, that's a better reference than the Animorphs one. Animorphs are cool. Yeah, they are cool. But come on now. 
<laughs> Similar themes, childhood trauma. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he and he realizes. He tells him, "You were my last victim. You were the last yeah, person, you were the last on, my person list. on my list." But I had to wait to come and get you. You know. So this whole long drawn out process of us learning about all the murders was Adam finally completing his list for his final victim. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was too that Agent Doyle kind of resaw and he was like, "How did you know that I did that? Nobody knew I did that." And he, you know, so it kind of made more truth to the story. Jesus mittens. That's yeah, how he saw it. Pretty much. And so he ends up killing Agent Doyle. Well, Agent Doyle's like kind of last words is, I'm an FBI agent. They're going to come and find me and everything else. And Matthew McConaughey's character is like, nope, God's going to protect me. God always does. And he always not does. if I put your and name on, on Fenton's list as his last victim too. Yeah, they're, they're going to stop looking for you after that. And so he buries him, kills Agent Doyle. And the FBI headquarters in Dallas is like, okay, hey, where's he at? What's going on? He came here last night with somebody to see someone about the killer, and now they can't find him. Suspiciously, all of the the recordings that had Matthew McConaughey's face on there just happened blurry to get blurry out face. only on his face. And also, the only other agent in the building that met Matthew McConaughey shook his hand, talked to him, saw him face to face. Doesn't remember what he looks like. Can't is having a, a blank. He just he can't remember him at all. Something like maybe divine protection. Who knows? This plot is thicker than a <laughs> bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> but yeah, so it was very interesting. And the FBI agents end up going to Truman because they find they connect the clues and they find out that Fenton was the the God's hand killer. They go to the house there and meet and. Pretty much find like the list that Adam yeah, had planted there, in to, so Fenton could take the fall for all the rest of the killers, and they find the agent's uh, ID, bloody in, wallet. Yeah, bloody wallet in the the cellar that you know had been dug and everything. And so the partner, uh, the FBI partner, Agent Null, I believe they said his name Null, was. Null, yeah, yeah, goes to the sheriff's station and is like, "Hey, I need to talk to the sheriff right now." And they're like, yeah, no problem. Hey, Sheriff. And look who ends up walking out of the sheriff. Sheriff Adam Meeks. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Adam Meeks. And Matthew Hull McConaughey. does not remember him. Yep. They shake all. hands and everything. And you're thinking that, because the way that Agent Meeks keeps looking at, or not Agent Meeks, sorry. Agent Null keeps looking at him. You think that he's going to be like, oh, hey, it's you. Like, I remember yeah. you or anything. Nothing, spooky fans. Like, nothing. nothing. No recognition. So he just tells them, well, come back here. We'll talk about my brother. Yeah. And they have a talk off camera. As they leave, the agent shakes Sheriff Meek's hands, um, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey kind of grips his hand and tells mm-hmm. him, you're a good man. You're a good man. So he gets in the you car know, and he's kind of like, looking at him like, that's weird. That's just super odd. Then the dispatcher comes out, stands next to him, big old pregnant belly, and is like, everything all right? And he says, yep, yep, God's plan's working. And mm-hmm. she says, God. Praise be to God. Praise be, praise yeah. be to God. Under his eye. Yep. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's like still continuing and everything. And I wonder how many people he killed. I or want to know if there's a second movie that we get more information. Connected with this? I want to see the other people that were blessed by God. Oh, yeah. Because they did be say like that there was other hunters. people. And demon hunters. Yeah. Demon slayers. So... I think this is this is the end of the movie, so now we just have a lot to discuss. Yeah. What were you going to tell me? Okay, so first, this is one of the things that kind of hinted at me that something was, was awry when we first met Mr. McConaughey here. 
whenever Agent Doyle took him outside and was like, hey, put these handcuffs on, he didn't touch him. What police officer is going to be like, hey, let me go ahead and I, you put the handcuffs on yourself. He did I, never I mean, touch him. And then did you notice when they got to the car, um, Agent Doyle was going to put his hand on his on his head and he's like, nope. Like I can he, do this. he swerved out of the way. I can do it myself. I thought he did it because he was a criminal and he knew how to sit in a car with handcuffs on. Nope. I was like, that's why, because he was already telling the story about how his dad could see people by, by touching and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if that's the case, why are you, huh, you know? I didn't even catch yep. that. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I remember the fi- the finale of this movie being like this very intense fight scene where they killed their dad like on the roof. But I think I might be getting it confused with something else. Well, I mean, Bill Paxton was in Twister, so maybe... He didn't kill anybody on a roof in that movie. How dare I don't. You? I know that, but I'm just saying, like maybe he was a. Uh, you're you're referencing two maybe two my different brain things. Just, yeah, like swapped it. You know who else was in that movie? What? Carrie Ellis. He's so dreamy. <laughs> he was Robin Hood. Um, and so and then some of the other stuff that I noticed too was that oh man, what was it? I just had it written down here. Scraps. We didn't write notes for this episode. We didn't, and now yeah, we didn't write. No, not even that struggling. <laughs> I wouldn't say that struggling. But is uh, is it true? Like, would you believe it? Yeah. You know, is like, there is there truth is to it, it? Is this is a it, real thing? Yeah. Which I mean, from you know, the evidence of the the cameras being blurred out or whatever, it's like, mm? yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell because every other uh, everything else around it. Was fine except for except his, his face. face. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely a, an interesting thing. Oh, one of the things that I was thinking of about of it, I remember what it was. So, in Fenton's house, there's the wall of, you know, demons and and visions and all this stuff. And, I have a feeling that Fenton was trying to stop Adam. That's a from it. From committing these murders and everything else to anything, because he again he never he said he never saw the demons and everything like that, and so I think that's why he had a copy of his dad's list because he was like, okay, I got to try to find these people to try to help save them or something, and that's why Adam was like, nope, I'm gonna have to stop him. Yeah, and he even said that I couldn't go after my brother until he was on my list. Until he was on my list, because apparently he um, Matthew McConaughey's character Adam had his own second list from that was given to him by yeah. The angel. By the angels. Yeah. I still so, I don't I don't approve of that message. Yeah. That we take hit lists from angels. I mean, have you not seen Supernatural? Eh. <laughs> True. You know, there's I don't know, there's a lot of references sometimes. But it was interesting. I liked I, I liked the movie. So I think um my rating for this movie. Yeah. yeah. Up until the last I would say 15 minutes of the movie, I was going to give it a one. Okay. Uh, it was just kind of meh. And then when the thing, the wheel started to turn and we started to, the twist happened, it made it actually a very good movie. And I'm, I'll give it four chopped up camp counselors. Yeah, I'm going to give it four chopped up camp counselors as well. I do like it that it was like a more psychological thriller yeah. horror movie that we've we, we've seen before or haven't seen before. Um, I would recommend people to go watch this. I, I recommend it. it. I, I thought so. I, I thought just feel like there was something missing. It was slow. It, it was slow go. in the beginning. So you know, but again, it had to tell the story, had to build it up. You had to kind of learn from what everything was coming from. Story building. Yeah. So no, I, I get that. I would. But yeah, would you watch it again? 
Or, or would it be like, oh, hey. I'd watch it again. I you'd think. watch it again? If, if, if somebody new was watching it with me, I would watch yeah. it just to see their reaction. Yeah. But if it was like playing on the TV, you'd be like, oh, okay, I gotta, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna change it. I'll watch yeah. Starship Troopers instead. <laughs> or I thought you were gonna be like, I'll watch Twister instead. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but. but uh, that is, I think, oh, one more thing I have. Yeah. It's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our, our uh, spooky fan mothers out there. Okay. I'm okay. done. <laughs> oh, okay. I have nothing I else like, to say. Do you have nothing else? Oh, okay. But no, I think that's everything I have. Next week is your, your pick, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I don't um, have a movie yet. You don't have a movie yet? Okay, I have a movie, but again, I don't know. I have a few movies I have in mind. a few mind. movies. Yeah, no, and true. Since we watched two like genuine horror movies, and this one's a psychological, I think I might give us all a break and do one of my favorite like B-horror movies. Oh, okay, like a comedy horror movie? Yes. There okay. are two that I have in mind, and you know both of them, so we'll see which one it is. I think so. There's one I, I kind of want to watch that is funny and everything, but I just don't know. And Actually, this movie makes you freak out. I totally remember about They uh, They Live. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I think that I would be a good movie, movie for us to cover right now. But we should totally watch it. I think uh, that would be awesome. They Live creeps me out still to this day. Do not like it. But we might. I, I know exactly which two movies I have picked out now. Okay, perfect. So I just need to narrow the list down. Um, I will give everyone a hint in this episode. Yeah, oh, oh, awesome. Okay. Teenage Zombies. Okay, I already know which movie we're, we're going to watch. Do you? I do. Bring it on, Riddle Man. I know this. Or is it going to be a twist Rooney and it's going to be a different movie that you didn't think it was going to be? Oh, okay. You said teen zombies. Yeah. yeah. That could no. reference any movie. Because I'm a mystery wrapped in an enigma. No. <laughs> Try again. No, you're not. <laughs> but, okay. I think that's everything. Um, do you have any other news or anything like that? No. Um, no. Also, thank you for your patience with this episode. This has been a goofy episode. Like, I've just been cracking jokes the entire time. Yeah. I feel very goofy. But nice. uh, thank you for listening, spooky fans. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Um, and let review us know. Review us. Yeah, review Su- us. Tell subscribe. Us Give us some, some other horror movie suggestions. Tell your friends. Yeah, to check us out. Come on, we love everybody here. Uh, I told one of my vendors, and she's going to get one of her friends to listen. So, like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, hit Share us up. Share with your friends. See what you uh, let us know what you got. You know, I actually was thinking of I want to make a chart of like, okay, let's see, we got vampires, we got yes, sea oh. monsters, and we just like throw darts and see which one like, we got. Um, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Oh, I want to watch that movie now hey, so bad. Yeah. We might cover it on the podcast. We've watched that movie so many times. I know. We don't I even like, I don't even. We could probably press press stop and then just and start just, recording. Just start recording. About it. About it. Oh, also, I know um, we've already gotten some feedback on everybody t- asking us to actually cover some of our own paranormal stories. So, yes. So uh, keep an eye, uh, ear out for that or an eye out for that. Uh, maybe next month? Anything? Next month, I'm thinking um, we'll have it as a, an episode special. Yeah. Um, we're reaching some high numbers that could be anniversary specials that we can do for it. Yeah. So. Most definitely. I'm thinking... Starts with the two, somewhere in there. We'll do it in the 20s. Yeah, but yeah, most definitely. So, so we're keep, almost there. Keep an eye and an ear out for that, too. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, spooky fans. Well, that was our episode this week. Don't forget to check us out next week for Quinn's movie. And, and stay, stay spooky. spooky.